Hey, welcome home to Cassidy. My name is Stephen Mitchell, and it is a great joy to be here with you, to be able to celebrate all that God is continuing to do in and through us, his church, that he is growing this community together so that we can continue going into the world, making a difference on behalf of Jesus Christ, that we don't have to wait for a movement of God. We're not hoping that God shows up. We're experiencing a movement from God where God is calling us together so that God can use us and send us into his world, to love people where they are, to make a difference in their lives, and together to journey toward Jesus Christ. If you're new here, I just wanted to say you're welcome here. We are so excited that you have chosen to join us today to spend a portion of your day, whether online or in person, in celebration and worship of who God is. Because God is moving powerfully in our midst, and God calls us into that. You're going to notice if you hang out with us for any length of time, unfortunately, we are not perfect but we know the one who is, and that's Jesus Christ. And we passionately want to be more like him, and we want to invite you on a journey with us, a journey of growth in relationship with God, a journey of growth in relationship with one another so that we can go into the world and make a difference for Jesus. So you're invited to be a part of that, to live into that, and to, uh, to experience all that God has in store for you and for us as a community of faith, as the body of Christ, as the people called Christian. Uh, we're going to do that th- this week, starting a brand new series called Squirrel. Um, and squirrels in my family have always been uh, kind of the outside animal. Like, I, I think a squirrel is a, uh, a rodent with a big fluffy tail. Like, it's a rat with a pretty tail, unlike the bare tail of a rat. It's just got a pretty tail. Uh, when I was younger, my, my parents had an issue uh, with squirrels. The squirrels actually uh, chewed their way into their house and were nesting in the attic and just made a huge mess of the attic. They tore up the insulation. They were chewing on the woodwork. Um, and so there was a lot of money that had to be spent to repair it. Uh, there was a lot of stuff to prevent them from getting back in. Um, my dad uh, bought a, a squirrel cage, a trapping cage, so that he, he didn't want to hurt the squirrels, but he definitely didn't want them in his attic anymore. And so they captured these squirrels and exported them to a park that was down the road for them. So the, these squirrels just tore up their house. And I thought it would be fun to, uh, to that Christmas to kind of make a play on that. And, and I got for my dad <coughs> what's called a Yankee Flipper bird feeder. Um, what, it, what it was was a bird feeder uh, that... that um, that birds could sit on. Obviously, you know, it's a bird feeder, uh, but it has a pressure plate in the bottom. And so if a squirrel gets on this feeder, um, it starts to spin. And when it starts to spin, uh, the squirrels go flying. (coughs) Excuse me. The squirrels go flying. Uh, and, And sometimes they hang on. And, and then it spins them around really quickly uh, while they're hanging on. And then you have a dizzy flying squirrel getting chucked off into, into the, the yard. And who doesn't like that? I mean, who's not going to be like, oh, that was good. That was very entertaining. Uh, who's not going to pay attention to that? I remember I got this, this gift for him, and it was like one of the most popular 
Christmas presents I had ever given to my family, and, and my dad uh, hooked it up, and I mean, he just sat there watching the squirrels try and go to the feeder. Like, uh, it took hours for them to actually decide they were going to go over there, and that's when he really, like, he pulled his chair up, and he just was, was paying attention to all of the things that were going on in his yard, because suddenly, squirrels were now entertaining, not just pests, but entertaining. I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention my dog, Sadie. She loves squirrels. Um, she wants to meet them all with her teeth, if you know what I mean. Uh, she has recently discovered that squirrels run, and that has fascinated her. And, and so she can be doing anything else and squirrel, and boom, she's going to do that. I don't care if we're in the middle of training. I don't care if I'm throwing a ball. If she sees a squirrel, she is heading after that squirrel. Um, and, and what's really interesting is like uh, she was chasing a squirrel. I was watching. I wish I would have been able to get this on video. She was chasing the squirrel and was so, like her teeth were out. The squirrel hits the tree and boogies up. She was so focused on the squirrel, she didn't even notice the tree and runs into the tree because the squirrel is able to go up the tree. Her, her, her mind was so focused on the squirrel that nothing else seemed to matter. And that's why we are on this worship series, this message series that we're talking about uh, of living in a world of distractions. Because there are so many things that can distract us, so many ways where we, we will be like that dog and say, squirrel, uh, and be distracted. There are so many things that capture our interest. I, I love that we say it that way. Our interest has been peaked is one way we say it, or, or our interest is, is there. But when, when something captures our interest, then, then we're totally focused on that at the expense of everything else. And sometimes we, like dogs everywhere, can become distracted, maybe not by literal squirrels by the actual animal, but something like that in our lives that causes us to focus on that instead of on the things that matter. Uh, and I think for us, uh, for me at least, one of the number one distractions, one of the highest distractions in my life is just noise, the noise of things. I mean, if we think about it, noise does a lot of things. When, when we hear a noise, it tells us something. I mean, it can excite us, right? If we hear the right noise, it can make us excited. I, I have a friend, his ringtone uh, when he calls is the Monday night football, dun, 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 dun. and every time he calls, I'm like, yes, uh, because it excites me because I love that sound. Plus, I know it's my buddy and we're going to be able to talk. I mean, noise can warn us Right? We, hear, we hear sirens, uh, and we know that there is something, something is amiss, and we need to pull over, or we need to check out what's going on, because it's, it's a warning for us. Or tornado sirens go off, and we know we need to get to safety. Uh, noises can annoy us. I don't know how many times in the middle of the night, dead asleep to the world, and I hear beep, you know, the... the the noise that the smoke detector that's running low on batteries makes, 
Uh, I'm sure we all have experienced that a night or two where that beep is so annoying because then we got to go and track it down and it's never the one we think it is and we're standing in the middle of the living room looking up, (laughs) hoping that the beep will happen again and we can see it. Wouldn't it be great if they just put like a red flashing light, uh, an LED that would flash red instead of green or something like that when it was low on battery? I mean, (laughs) it's so annoying. Sometimes noises can frighten us. Uh, I heard from several people about the thunderstorms that came through recently and that, that they had such loud thunder that it was, it was making them uncomfortable, that the thunder was, the lightning was striking so close to their house that they could feel the thunder. And, and, and that made them concerned. We have, there are scary noises all the time. I don't know about you, but the sound of screeching brakes makes my heart pound. Like, I don't know where it is, but it's not for me. Um, and, and those types of things. So noises, all of those different things, truly what noise does is it distracts us. It distracts us from whatever we're doing because it calls our attention away. And we're no strangers to noise. I know we don't live in the big city, but we have plenty of noise right here in the middle of the Ozarks. Right here in Christian County, there is noise, abundant amounts of noise. We're surrounded by noise, and it takes going somewhere different to notice. I, I, I recently moved uh, from Nixa to Ozark, and, and now I have three acres of land that, that I get to spend my time keeping organized. And, and one of the awesome things that I have noticed about that is if I'm outside every once in a while, when the traffic isn't going by, it gets this eerie kind of silence. And it takes me back to when I was a kid and I would go camping because it's, that mu- it's just nature. It's quiet there may be some animals m- m- making noises or, or, or insects making noises, but for the most part, it's just different. It's nature. <laughs> and, and for me, who grew up in Houston, Texas, in the middle of the noise, that, I always remember that. And for, for me now, it's one of those things where every once in a while, it's like, oh, it's so quiet. And what's interesting is it seems like it's almost peaceful until, until it's not, until it feels a little awkward and I have to break up the silence. I want, I want us to take an opportunity. We're going to take a moment, uh, a minute actually, and let's get awkward. We're going to have a little bit of fun and just recognize uh, that it is a little different for us uh, in in. in outward lives today to experience a moment of silence. So what we're going to do is I'm going to have a, a timer that's going to pop up on the screen, and we're going to have a moment just to watch that timer. Let's, let's be silent, not talk. Try not to cough. Now everybody's going to cough because I said it. Uh, try not to make noise, and let's see what happens.
<laughs> Silence is hard. I think that's because noise is so interesting. I mean, just that minute of silence. I, I'm, I'm paying attention to the air conditioning running, and there's somebody mowing, and I can hear that, and, and there's noise from traffic that I can hear. It, it, it's almost as if something doesn't want us to embrace and enjoy silence. Noise can be interesting. Noise catches our attention. Noise distracts us. And it can catch us by surprise when we learn that Jesus intentionally sought out places of silence and solitude so that he could be in the presence of God. But Luke tells us this, but Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. Lonely places where others aren't, where it's quiet, where he can spend time in silence. Jesus, surrounded by followers, always wanting to know, teach us something, show us something. Are you the Messiah? Let us know. He sought out quiet places so that he could find silence and solitude, so that he could be present with God. Mark's gospel tells us this, very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up and left the house and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. And Jesus wakes up early in the morning so that he can go and be alone to find silence, to be present with God. I I love these pictures because it's like the opposite of what it seems like he should be doing. It seems like Jesus should be doing stuff instead of just going and being silent. Jesus should be busy instead of seeking the silence and the presence of God. One of those days, Jesus went out to a mountainside to pray and spent the night praying to God. I, I can guarantee you when Jesus went out that night, uh, he was focused because the next day, the next day he appointed the 12 apostles. And my guess is it was not like we imagine it. Um, when, when I think about prayer, I think about the vocal side of prayer. God, these are the things that I want for you. Even, even for those of us that are good at being in prayer, that we've, we've spent time in prayer, maybe our whole life, a lot of that time is spent talking. And not as much is spent listening. My guess is Jesus went out on the side of the mountain, and it wasn't like we might imagine that it was a fantasy draft of who's who that I'm going to put. Uh, Jesus doesn't have a, a whiteboard that he's erasing names and, and picking. No, I'm not going to take him because sometimes, sometimes he snores, and I want somebody to be, be more focused. Oh, this guy really gets it. No. Jesus went out on the mountainside all night long and listened for God's voice. Listened to God. Night or day, Jesus made time. Didn't find time. It wasn't accidental. He made time so that he could spend time 
in silence in the presence of God so that he could get away from the distractions. Most of us, most of us seek noise instead of silence. We, we believe noise is more fun. Wherever that noise is, it's entertaining us. This is one of the core concepts of Las Vegas. You walk through a casino in Las Vegas and everything makes noise. And it's a pleasant noise. It sounds like money. And so people are like, oh, that's amazing. Let's go see what that noise is. And Jesus says, hey, I want you to come with me instead. Don't seek to be entertained. Come and focus on me and on what I have for you. Jesus knew that he needed stillness and silence so that he could hear, so that he could understand. And we, we go through life with our laundry list of things that we want God to do for us, but very rarely do we spend time listening to what God has to say to us. There's a a story in the Old Testament, a prophet named Elijah. And Elijah was a mighty prophet in the eyes of God. Elijah did signs and wonders that other prophets only wished that they could have done. And yet Elijah struggled because he felt like he was useless because the people didn't listen to him. And so he, he was telling God how useless he was. And God said, you know what? I want you to know I'm with you. So I'm going to pass by. In, in my fullness is going to pass by you. The Lord said in Kings, the Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord for the Lord is about to pass by. Kings is a book in the Old Testament that it's, it's one of those histories, but it's a theological history. And so God is telling Elijah, hey, I'm going to pass by just to demonstrate that I'm there. And this is what happened. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountain apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. <laughs> when Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and then went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. Why? Because God was in the whisper. God wasn't in the wind, even though it shattered the rock. God wasn't in the earthquake, even though the mountain moved. And God wasn't in the fire raging around. God was in the still, small voice. God was in the quiet whisper. I know so many people who seek to follow Jesus that want to hear his voice. <coughs> but they don't take time 
to listen. So the question for all of us is, how can you hear God if all you listen to is the noise? <coughs> God says, I have so much to say to you. Please, just listen. <laughs> I imagine it this way. Uh, I imagine it like somebody talking to me. It's hard, and, and I know this about myself, so um, for those of you that know me, uh, you're like, oh yeah. Uh, it's hard to get a word in edgewise. Why? Because my mind goes directly into my mouth before I even process it. I, I'm, I'm speaking so frequently, and I, I struggle with this. I really do. I, I want to listen more. And I imagine it's like that for God, that God wants to get a word to us, and we're too busy talking for Him to get something useful to us. And so how can we do this? What can we do to get past this? I, I think we, we take baby steps into this because just saying, hey, I, you know, you need to spend all night in silence and solitude and prayer before you make a big decision. <laughs> that, that's going to be a little bit rough for us when we're not used to spending even a few moments in God's presence. And so first and foremost, we need to be intentional in setting time for silence. Time won't make itself. Jesus didn't wait for an opportune time. No, Jesus often withdrew to lonely places. He made the time. Was he busy? Absolutely. He still made time. Was he being pressured by so many others? Absolutely. He still made time. And so for us, what can that time look like? I, I, we've got a few very practical ideas for this. First, on your drive home from church or work, don't listen to the radio. Turn it off and just be silent. Listen for God. When you're doing chores around the house or when you take walks, do that with no music. Leave your phone at home and go for a walk. Oh, that's crazy talk right there. In place of the noise, pray. Listen. Seek out God's still small voice. I've got a crazy one. Every single day, add silence to your daily routine. Just, just take one minute. Start with one minute. Go to five minutes. I don't know. Whatever it takes for you. Spend a bit of time in silence. Just be present with God. Listen. <laughs> this really works, friends. Do you feel like God is distant? You feel like God isn't around? You wish that God would be more present? Spend some time in silence and listen. God still speaks. I, I know when I was working to make a decision, I, I was seeking to understand God's call on my life. I, I, I was contemplating because I had felt God 
telling me I want you to go into ministry. I was contemplating leaving my well-paying, what I knew I needed to do job for something I didn't know or understand. I didn't feel confident in it. I didn't feel like I could do it. I didn't feel like God could use somebody like me to do what God was telling me He wanted me to do, to be a pastor. It was only, only in the silence and listening that I was able to hear God truly tell me that this is what I want you to do. It was only because I was listening that I recognized when God was using other people to speak to me. It was only when I was listening that I understood truly that God was with me. God's call on your life will be made clear in the silence, not in the noise. So we need to take time. We need to listen. We need to fight distraction. And we can only do this through practice of intentionally setting up time, of intentionally seeking for God to share Himself with us. Not just His words, but His very presence. So that we can shift from the distractions to the main event. Let's pray. Holy One, we give you thanks for the gift you give us in Jesus, for the life that you offer to us. Help us to be silent. Help us to listen. Help us to open our minds, our hearts, our very being to you. Be present with us and let us know that you are with us. We pray this in the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And all of us agreed and said, Amen.